Morgan. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Early Break. It's been a wild show so far. Been very fun, too. Thanks for all the calls and texts. 402-464-5685 in the comments on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Keep those coming. Um, again, Nebraska loses to Northwestern 31-28 to on Saturday in Dublin. We had a great time. The trip was still fun. I, people ask me this. Did that ruin the trip for you? No. No, it didn't. It did not. It didn't ruin mine either. I, it was a it was a great experience for us, but I, I, I like it for the kids. Man, the players, look, it's a, it's a horrible loss, but I'm sure they had a great time up to that. And I'm, Northwestern, I know, did, because Fitzgerald talked about it in the postgame. He couldn't thank Ireland enough. If, if you're a team thinking about going over to mm. Ireland to play – in the Aer Lingus Classic in Aviva Stadium, do it. Yeah. Absolutely do it. It felt like a bowl. I it mean, really I, did, didn't yeah, it? It was it a did. fun It's just a very fun atmosphere. It is. Dublin is a, you know, it's a very thriving, very thriving party-oriented city. I'd say party-oriented, wouldn't you say that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, I mean, the downtown, I noticed on Wednesday night, we went to a, we went to a, a good seafood place, the On Three Crew, and I noticed when, you know, we had a late reservation after eight. And I noticed when we left on a Wednesday night, downtown yeah. Dublin is is rocking. If you were on ever, a Wednesday, if night. you were ever in the Temple Bar area, not just the uh, that okay. bar, but the district Temple Bar district. I mean, the Buskers Bar, the Husker Bar, yeah, was absolutely crazy. But that was Friday, right? Uh, no. Oh, Every day, really? I I didn't go. I only went there Friday, and I think no, I didn't go on Saturday. But I, you saw pictures there Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just swamped, yeah. busy, crazy. It wasn't just. And I'm not talking about just because Nebraska was there. Dubliner, I mean, yeah, it's, just a, like, it's a party town. Yeah, they, they Ireland likes to party. They get after it. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys uh, this this segment, this hour, 402-464-5685. We had several calls in the first hour. We'll take more here. We've had John, who has been patiently waiting. John, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. John. Say, I opened I open my refrigerator door to, to get the milk for some cereal this morning, and I had a couple Guinness beers still staring at me, and I just... <laughs> Lost my appetite. <laughs> Did you, it happens to the best of us, John. I thought you were going to anyway, say you drank them. <laughs> Go ahead. I've got two questions for you, and and so I coached high school football for about twenty years, so Ooh. I kind of know the game a little bit. Okay. So my questions, and that I really want someone to chew on. Okay. One from from my couch, it appeared to me. Like almost our entire team was gassed and out of shape by halftime, and we had nothing left. Hmm. That's 
that's question number one. And the, and if that was the case, if I'm wrong, fine. But if I'm right, that's inexcusable. Two, um, the, the onside kick's going to get hashed over by a million people on priority has. But here's my point on that one. Okay. The decision-making process. We're playing a team that wins games by being the best rock fighter. And they nickel and diamond down the field. They don't have an explosive offense. So at that point in time, let alone an 11-point lead, why would you ever give a team a short field on purpose? Well, they didn't do it on ever. purpose. Um... Well, I understand. But the, but the risk-reward mm-hmm. there did right. not add up whatsoever right. against right. that team at that time. Right. So – I love you guys. I love listening to you in the morning. You've got great insight. And so I hope those questions get asked today. But I'll listen to your response. Thank you, John. The Appreciate fir- the phone call. The, the first one, and we can reset the, the, what we discussed in the first hour. The second question John asked about risk-reward on the onside kick, I agree with that. Scott's explanation, Scott Frost, the Nebraska head coach, his explanation that he thought they could end the game with nine minutes left in the third quarter. That's what I have the issue yeah, with. Yeah, I agree. I don't like that. Yeah, and we can disagree. I mean, people can disagree with that. I Okay, so the best-case scenario was, okay, they're up 28-17. to 17, They have all the momentum. And we'll get to John's second part after, after, after we get through this. They're up 28-17, have all the momentum. Call an onside kick. Your reaction probably just like mine. I was like, "What the hell? (laughs) Did they just kick an onside kick?" Um, And I had to kind of, I had to kind of reset my brain. Like, okay, now is that does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the explanation is he's basically going for a kill shot. I don't agree with that because I don't think you you necessarily kill them if you get that. First of all, if you get the onside at the forty four yard line, your own probably. you still got to go score. Now, if you do, it's 35 to 17. Now, you're in great shape. Yeah. But if you, if best case scenario, though, you yeah, score. 35, sure. Yeah, you score a touchdown. And you're in great shape, I would say, because it does force Northwestern into a throwing situation. And so it, so it minimizes their strength, which is their running backs. I get that. But that's best case scenario. High risk, very high risk. Probably 15% chance of making that work. Yeah, and, and that's not worth it in that that spot. No, I don't think so. John, his second, his his original point, his first point that he said Nebraska wore down, I just don't agree with that, especially, I mean, John. How do you they, view this first six minutes of the second half? They came out smoking in the second half yeah. on offense. Yeah. Now, the defense wore down because they got punished up front by that run game. When Northwestern, see, Northwestern did what I love to see, which is – they salted away the game with those running backs. That's that's that's, that's, that's a good running game does. That, yeah, it's what a good running game does for you. It's one of it's one of the things a good running game does. You saw he salted away clock in the fourth quarter, Jake. Well, and, and think about the the very last drive they had before they punted. I mean, yeah, they they had to punt, but they were getting big chunks. And, and running clock, running, running clock, clock, and they running pinned clock. Nebraska inside the ten. Right, running. Yep. At the four. And the, the, yeah, inside the five. No timeouts. Nebraska gets the ball with 2.12 remaining. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Nebraska yep. gets the ball. 
at its four with two twelve remaining and no timeouts. Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna because be rough. they did a great job of of you know they ran the ball running the clock right yeah, running the ball. Four six four five six eight five caller text as always. So I'm I'm curious now. <laughs> I'm I want to know where Nebraska fans where your where your heads are at. Yeah, in terms that's a good of question. what's going forward because. There are there are a few different ways that this season could go. I mean, th- they could come back pissed about that on a mission and say we lost the game. We're not going to give into this narrative that the season's over because yeah, we lost to Northwestern. Do, do people feel that way? Oh, I think well, when you're coming off a three and nine football season, yeah, and, that's and seven and the, losses in a row now, going back to last and, year, and the one team that you beat last year in conference play was the team you just lost to. Right. I mean, that's going to be a, a pretty common thought. Okay. But it doesn't have to mean it, it has to be that way. No, because another common thought that works against that common thought is you have all these new pieces on the team, transfer portal players, five new assistant coaches, and maybe it's going to take some time to get it going, right? But you don't have time is the problem. Time is not on your side No, to get it going. I think no. There's a there's a balance to that discussion. Um, I mean, of the new players, I mean, a lot of those guys played pretty well. Not, I mean, of those new players, I'd say the one, the couple guys that stand out in my mind would you, I'd say Tommy Hill. The corners played really well. I mean, Quentin Newsom's a holdover. Tommy Hill is the new corner now. Braxton Clark played a lot too, by the yep. way. Um, well, but Tommy Hill played well. I thought Oshan had ten tackles. Now, didn't get to the passer. Yeah, it wasn't didn't do anything in the. And pass by rush. the way, Oshan after the game questioned that call, that onside call. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, you know who I else? wrote about? You know who else did? I saw a former Husker that was very critical. Uh, Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah, who doesn't yeah. ever say anything like no. that. <laughs> Amir Abdullah was very, very critical, and he's never critical of the. He program. was critical on Twitter. Yeah, Oshan Mathis. What did he say post game? I don't have audio for that one. I'll tell you right now. I'd like to know what he said. Because I have it. Um, I have it right here on my screen. Um, hold on. I'll find it. Just give me a second. Oh, Jake. <laughs> We're talking about, of course, the onside kick. Frost told reporters that Northwestern's kickoff return unit showed an alignment that Nebraska thought it could exploit. They definitely, that definitely was the case. If you watch the video, there was absolutely an alignment that Nebraska thought it could exploit, um, but it was still a high-risk play. Here's what O'Shawn Mathis said um, of the game. He said, I think it was a physical game, and we we could have come out on top, Mathis said. This is, he told okay. a gaggle of reporters, including me. He said, there was a little bit of a bad decision, there was a little bit of bad decision making on the calls. Other than that, I think we showed up and showed out on defense. Then, no. I, then I, we asked him specifically about the, the failed onside kicks impact on the game. And O'Shawn Mathis said this, there wasn't too much of an impact at the moment but it just kind of got us late in the end. I feel like that could have been a factor in our loss today. He was also a little surprised he went there. He also said they showed up and showed out, giving up 500-plus yards to yeah. Northwestern. I don't think so. No. And that's not going to fly. If that's showing out, we got big problems ahead for the season. I'm just saying that. 
if if that was what the defense deems as a good performance or quality, we have major problems ahead the rest of the season, and you will have a well, new head coach next let's year. Let's stop right there. I mean, the defense. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. I think, well, we haven't even talked about the tackling. The open field tackling was, if you're going to grade it, you couldn't give it any higher than a D, I don't think. Now you, that's without benefit of film. I haven't watched it, but they didn't they didn't tackle well in the open field. Maybe in the no. box, you know, it was okayish. It was okayish, but they they did not tackle well in the open field, and that's a concern, big concern, big concern. The defense giving up five twenty seven and Northwestern running the ball as effectively as it did. And what I my concern was how physical Northwestern was, um, both their line and their running backs, just more physical. I mean, they would get yard a lot of – I mean, Jake, they were getting yards after contact too. Three yards was five. Seven yards was nine. I mean, it was – God, it was like, come on. And then we talked about it earlier. You, you played – Ty Robinson, 71 snaps. And I'm thinking, Ty Robinson, is he going to hold up? Oh, is he going to be okay in November? Well, think about the spring. We thought he played too much in the spring. Ty Robinson, 71. Colton Feist, 64. Um, uh, O'Shawn only played 36 snaps. Hupmacher played 26. Devin Drew played 24 snaps. Um, that's, that's a big number. I, I'm shocked by that number. Devin Drew, the Texas Tech transfer inside interior lineman, got here August 10th. He only had about a week of yeah. camp. How many snaps did you say Hutmacher had? 26. Drew played only two fewer than the starter. Two, Drew played four more than Stefan Wynn. Here's the thing about the run defense. The guys are the guys right now. You can, there's nothing. Can, yeah. There's nothing Nobody behind. Yeah. There's nothing really behind those guys that you could go to. And, and same with the inside linebackers. Reimer and Henrich got to get it done. Ernest Hausman came in late and was playing in key snaps in the fourth quarter. He Ernest Hausman's a true freshman. He played nine snaps late. And if you noticed, Northwestern just ran it right at him. Yep. Right at him. Well, right at him. That's smart. He's oh, yeah. First freshman. game. He's yeah. your freshman's first He's in game. He's in the fourth quarter to keep That's on. called good coaching yeah. by Northwestern. Oh, yeah. Fitzgerald did great. I, He's I got a good eat. coach. I got a lot of crow to eat on Northwestern. I'm surprised. Is it wet blanket after me? I haven't seen him at all today. I, Faisal? Maybe These guys there. just got to be hammering me right the text now. text line is a, it's, it's just flooded, so I can't keep up with anybody. Anyways. I... I I didn't give Northwestern hardly any respect going into this game. I come out of it thinking, man. Now, again, there's people texting me saying, Sybil, they're not very good. I'm not convinced of that. They're not very, they don't have a very good defensive line. <laughs> it, yeah. but, but that offense, I, I was. Thought, I thought the offense was fine. Helensky was better than you thought, right? Yeah. Well, Last year, he was a 54% passer, Ryan Helensky. Pretty much a game manager. 
I thought he came out full of confidence. My guess is Helensky loved the game plan. That's what it looked like well, to me. He was, in, he was in control the whole time. Yeah. He was in command from start to finish. Yeah, they had him. They had Ryan Helensky really well prepared. But I'd say Nebraska had Casey well prepared. Yeah, I thought Casey, again, people keep saying he had a bad second half. Uh I mean, that well, was a lot of a lot of that. Let's switch over. That's when Vocal after Vokalek yeah. went down, it was different. Vokalek, like you tra- said, Travis Vokalek was a definite bright spot. You said five, all five catches went for first downs. Yeah, yeah. Travis Vokalek, Vokalek had five catches for sixty-three yards. All five went for first downs. He's critical. Well, and they they kept trying to you know Borkercher had a bad drop, bad drop oh, that it killed the Brad. Oh, I mean, it was a horrible. He wasn't drop. ready for the throw. But it was it was, it was, it was almost, a good throw. Yeah, it was okay. It, yeah, he was in his hands. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. He wasn't ready for it. <laughs> the ball. I, I. It was almost like he wasn't ready for the zip on the ball. I mean, come on, man. I mean, he's a young kid. And that there you go. No Thomas Fedoni. Yeah, I mean, I mean think mean, about if you have that kid. I know. I do think about mm-hmm. it quite a bit. He's supposed to be the, the top tight end in the country in his class. If you, you stick, seen if you stick Vokalek and Fedoni <gasps> out there, come on. With the way they were attacking the middle, right? I mean, yeah, they and Casey. Think, think about me and the stands. Like, they're throwing to the tight end. Yeah, and, look yeah. at Vokalek. I mean, every time they have a quarterback. No, we got callers. We got to get to these guys. We do. All right, let's get to uh, True Red, and then we've got a guy in Thailand, I believe, calling the show. Yeah. Uh, True Red, go ahead. You're on an early break. All right, fellas. We won't hound the onside kick except to say that our one of our Achilles heels last year and three of the games was special teams. Um, I think head coaches need to stand up to Scott Frost if I'm the special teams coach and say, you know what, this probably isn't a good idea. I don't think we're ready for this. If you're up like maybe 20 points, you might try to try something like that. Also, I have I rewatched the game. I counted approximate. I think it was 16 missed tackles. Um, in those 16 missed tackles, we gave up uh, 253 yards oh um, of offense. And um, my other thing is, you know, hearing Garrett Nelson saying that the calls were not coming in on time on quite a, a few situations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling you out, Eric Shenander. That's on you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, uh, guys, I've always been a supporter of Scott Frost. I still think he's uh, the man for the job. Uh, I still believe that we, we're going to have a great season. Um, I, I think we were and hopefully worked out a lot of kinks um, in there. Trey Palmer stopped dropping balls. It wasn't just him. Other guys dropped I know, balls too. I know. But those two interceptions, uh, the first one, the ball still should have been caught. If you watch it in slow-mo, it went right through the receiver's hands. Jack, Jack, literally. Jack said, yeah. and, and then the second one, like, you got to catch the ball. You, it hits you right in the hands. You got You got to catch it. I mean, I played slot back, you know, at Central High, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. got to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, True Red. Wait, was call. that was that Lever the last one? That yeah, went off it's Wyatt Lever on the last. It was what, on the wasn't last a bad possession. Pass, was it? I I thought it was a little behind him. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to make plays in those situations. I don't know. I I had a bad angle on it, and I had to run down to do the interviews. I I don't know. Um, Casey. I still say Casey was a bright spot in that game. They have something at quarterback. Wouldn't you agree? I, I like Casey. I, I, and then that play made, by the way, the one to Garcia Castaneda, yeah. what he avoided all the pressure. Mm-hmm. Seen that from a lot of quarterbacks from Nebraska. Tommy Armstrong would always do that. Adrian mm-hmm. could do that. So he had a little bit of play playmaking there. That was a great play. Right. right. He's um, He was just pretty much what I thought. He had great command of the – game plan 
He's very decisive in his throws. He's, uh, I mean, he just he's he doesn't get rattled. Okay, they have something there. They have enough skilled talent on, on the perimeter, and if, if they get Vokalek back quick, the, the, I think the offense still can be pretty good. It was it was pretty good that night. The running game though is going to be the thing. Your Nebraska's running game is the thing you got to keep watching. Can they get that going? Grant was good. Well, he had a, that, that a 40, run was nice. It was a nice run. It he's, was. He, he's pretty good in the open field. I thought, my, yeah, he was pretty good. People are probably wondering, why are you guys not? Where was Gabe Irvin? Where was Ramir Johnson? Neither of those guys played. And I, I don't – I saw Ramir on special teams. Well, too. he played special yeah, teams, yeah. but Way he never – yeah. yeah, he never played. I don't think they ever got him in the slot. I don't see him on And he didn't play any running back. So Ramir, that was a mystery. Gabe Irvin was a mystery. I thought he was number two. Now they went with Yant as the second back in, but they were backed up deep in their end zone. That was one I, series. Yeah, I thought they just well, he came in later too, okay. but I thought they went with Yant in the end zone just because they needed a boomer in there. Yep. The uh, the most striking thing to me was they went to AJ <laughs> Allen yeah. on their own seven, yep. Nebraska. They did. They went to the true freshman on its own seven. Now he was fine. Three they, carries for seven. But yards. that I'll tell you what that indicates as a high level of trust. And AJ Allen obviously made a big impression on that staff during camp because they put him in there. Game obviously the game's still in in the balance because it was in the balance the whole time, and. They put him in at this on the on their own seven. Uh, I was pretty shocked at that. Oh, I was. I'm too. on the stand saying I, I think that's AJ Allen. Allen. I said, "Yep, that's definitely AJ Allen." Yeah. And I don't know what that means for Nebraska. I, yeah, I mean they op- well, uh, you know what it means. I just told you they yeah. it means they have a lot of trust in him. Let's go to Bangkok. Yeah, we've got a call from Sim Sim in Thailand. This is beautiful. Uh, Sim, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, uh, thank you very much, Jake Sip. I really appreciate your show. Keeps me connected to home. Okay, good. Um, I grew up in Western Nebraska, so uh, I've been going to the stadium since I was a, a little kid and, and watching the games and riding in and uh, getting that experience. And then I've been over here almost twenty years, so uh, my life has changed, obviously. But I still follow. But the hard thing for us over here. We got to get up at midnight, one o'clock every uh, every night for the games because we're not good enough to be on night games anymore. Oh boy! Um, where I'd watch them in the morning, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it's a rough Monday when I have to drag in after losses like this one. Yeah, I'm sure. um, I just I just want to bring up one thing, okay. and I'll let you guys get on with your show. I know a lot of people are calling. I, I have to disagree with Sipple on his idea that we need stability instead of letting Scott go. I've been a huge Scott supporter way too much. Mm-hmm. I'm eating too much crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's, here's my thought with that. Is, is letting a guy go because he's not doing well, isn't that generating the kind of coach that would come in and say, I don't need a five-year contract. I don't need a huge buyout. I will come in and I will win, and you can pay me then. Instead, we keep getting these huge contracts. We did it in basketball. Now we did it with Scott. Massive contracts that say, hey, take all the years you need. We're going to get you paid if you fail. I I want a coach like Urban Meyer who will just walk in and say, let's just win. Let's do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I get it. I, it's oh, thanks for the call. Thank Sam. you. Gosh, yeah, that. thanks. From Thailand, yeah, Thailand. Sim, that's Sim. Sim. Yeah, Sim from Thailand. We really appreciate that's that. That's cool. 
Well, some of this is just a buyout related discussion, Sim. I mean, if you if you fire Scott before October one is the is the date, it's a fifteen million dollar buyout. Then it goes in half after that. I mean, that just might be the long and short of it, right there. Um, I don't think it's as simple. I mean, don't you think Scott, when he took the job, had the mentality of we're gonna hey, I'm gonna I'm coming in and going to win. That, that was the assumption, yeah. Right. I'm sure – I don't think Scott's mentality would be that much different than Urban Meyer's. And, Sim, you also have to take into account what Scott walked into. And Urban Meyer would have been walking into the same thing, saying the same thing, but then encountering, oh, God, we're not – we just don't – we don't have much – we don't have many horses here, you know. So there's a reality to all that. Sim, what I'm suggesting is a guy can walk in chest puffy, swashbuckler, and say we're going to win now, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen because we just saw it at Nebraska. Yeah. Frost came in chest puffy, swashbuckling, yeah, and lost six in a row to start. Team. I mean, that, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's one thing to say, "Hey, we're going to win immediately." It's another. It's another thing to do it. Every coach thinks they're going to do it, and that they better think that. But this league, hey, the other thing I want to say before we go to break, I want to tell you something, Jake. The Big Ten is a bear you watch if you watch this game again just watch the trenches it is a it is a street fight every play especially run plays just mm. just watch a basic run play and watch the mayhem in, in the trenches it's, it's, it's oh that's no place it's for chaos. a uh, we, me and you would not come out of that alive i have bruises everywhere well you wouldn't come out of it alive i'd be dead yeah i'd, I'd be, be dead. dead more next on an early break on the ticket 